Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Poole, and my guest today is Paul Grundahl. And Paul is going to talk about the film festival that was put on, the first film festival, first annual film festival that was put on by the Writers Institute. So um, I'm sorry I didn't have a chance to speak to you before the event, uh, but Paul, how did it go? Yeah, it's nice to talk with you, Cynthia. Thanks for inviting me on Focus on Albany. It went very well. You know, this is our inaugural Albany Film Festival. We wanted something, a big community event in the spring uh, to kind of connect and complement our Albany Book Festival each fall. And, of course, the pandemic hit and shut us down right before it was supposed to happen in, in the end of March in 2020. Uh, and then we uh, rescheduled, and we had to do a hybrid event, um, but we were able to do some outdoor events, and we were able to archive and, and present a lot of our interviews, premieres, uh, other programming online. So people can still watch at their convenience at albanyfilmfestival.org. Now, the fact that it was, you know, a lot of it was virtual, did it go well? Uh, are you going to continue to do both in-person and virtual as the years go on, do you think? We, we hope to do in-person next year. I mean, it all depends on the guidelines from the state and county health department and our own University at Albany, um, you know, committee on, on COVID-19. But we had uh, a, a limit of 200 people each showing, we did a big projection mapping showing. I can talk more specifically about that, but it was a big outdoor event on our Uptown New Albany campus. As long as we had people register and as long as we, you know, asked them to wear face masks, be socially distanced, we could have 200 people at a time outside. And uh, mm-hmm. it was very safe. It went off for four nights. And uh, same thing at the Malta Drive-In. You know, they've been having events. Drive-ins have kind of made a resurgence. They've been having graduations. They've been having concerts. They've been having other special events. So we rented out the Malta Drive-In for a night. They have two screens, and we showed a whole bunch of films, uh, including uh, short films that were submitted specifically for the Albany Film Festival. We had a committee that reviewed them and, and picked official selections, so we showed all of those. So, yeah, we were able to do a, a hybrid event. We hope next year we'll be allowed to do it all in person. So what movies did you highlight this year? We highlighted um, these juried shorts in several categories, drama, comedy, documentary. So these were young filmmakers for the most part, many of them from the Capital Region, some from Albany, some also from across the country. And we showed probably 20 of those. Um, and uh, then we also showed a new documentary. We premiered it on barefoot running called Impact. It's uh, something that people in the running world have debated and discussed for a long time. It's a very good documentary mm-hmm. by Rick Scarce. He's a professor at Skidmore, and he's a mm-hmm. barefoot runner himself. And then we uh, did a couple of classics. Uh, we did The Honeymoon Killers, which is a 1970 black-and-white film noir um, shot mostly in Albany and written, directed, and produced by a late uh, Albany music professor, Leonard Castle. 
star Tony Lobianco, who's won Emmy Awards and been on Broadway, been in over 100 movies. And I had a nice interview with Tony Lobianco that we put online. Mm -hmm. And um, he talked about being in that film. It was his first film. It was filmed in 1968. And uh, it's a true story of uh, this con man and a woman who became his accomplice. And they duped... um, They were known as the Lonely Heart Killers. They had duped women who were lonely, who had large bank accounts. They siphoned off the money, and they often ended up killing their victims. Um, But the movie really holds up, and the first director that they had was a young director, very talented, but he was taking too long. He went over budget, so they had to fire him, and that director was Martin Scorsese. So it shows that uh, you you don't always have early success. And Tony Lobianco talked about his memories of, when Scorsese was on the project, and um, you know, it's just got an interesting history. When you watch it, you'll notice all, a lot of the locations in Albany. They also shot some of it in Pittsfield, so that was kind of fun. And then we showed um, Cadillac Records, uh, Beyonce's in it, and a, a great act group of actors about uh, the blues scene in uh, Chess Records, and um, that was directed by Darnell Martin. She's a very talented woman, happens to be an African-American woman, and she received one of our Ironweed Awards for Exemplary Achievement in Film, along with James Ivory. You probably know all those Merchant Ivory films, the Ian Forster books. Uh, um, and then we gave uh, Ironweed Awards also to Sam Pollard, who's editor on a lot of Spike Lee movies and great documentary filmmaker himself, Casey Lemons, who did Harriet, the Harriet Tubman story. And um, mm-hmm. uh, so we, we gave those awards. These people were going to come in person on campus, but COVID didn't allow that. So what we did was we did a, you know, online archived conversation with them talking about their film career. So all of that and a lot more is at albanyfilmfestival.org. And uh, it will direct you to our YouTube channel where you'll be able to watch a lot of these interesting conversations with filmmakers. Now, how many of the people participating were local people? Quite a few. Um, We also did free workshops, online workshops, like we've done with the book festival. Those are very popular. Those were uh, people in the local community who've been part of the film industry as either editors, screenwriters, producers, and those were popular. You know, those probably had anywhere from 40 to 50 people, each of those. And uh, the people that attended and the people that presented were, were local. Um, and then some of the local filmmakers who uh, who made the short films came to the Malta Drive-In in a driving rainstorm. I mean, it never let up. You had to watch with your uh, windshield wipers on. But we still had you know, over 100 people. Over 100 people that came, you know, they they were happy to see their film on the big screen. They wanted to share that moment with their friends. And uh, so we carried on despite being postponed for a year due to the coronavirus pandemic and to uh, inclement weather. Um, but it shows that people really like films. They like talking about films. And, and certainly in this region, as you know, there's a strong filmmaking community and they're making films. So it was, it was a success all around. Would you say it's as successful as your book festival? 
Um, you know, that we're, we just finished our third year. We'll, we'll be in our fourth year in the fall, and that's grown each year. So this was our first attempt. And since mm-hmm. we had to do, you know, partial online, we were happy with it. We, we know it will grow each year like these annual events do. Um, you know, you mm-hmm. don't get to be, you don't get to be Sundance right away. It's been going, I don't know, 30 years or more okay. and the Tribeca Film Festival, 20, 25 years. So it, these things grow over time, but we're, we're very happy to, uh, to successfully complete our first uh, inaugural Albany Film Festival. So your hope is at some point, some point down the line, that it will be as big as Sundance or Tribeca. Is that your goal? <laughs> uh, I don't know that that's realistic. You know, those have uh, big money, uh, movie industry uh, forces behind it. Maybe, maybe one day, but you'll you see in this region, you know, Film Albany, Deb Gedeke, they're part of... Um, Discover Albany, you know, filmmaking mm-hmm. in this region has become more uh, important in terms of economic uh, activity, in terms of hiring local people. Owen Wilson, well-known actor, uh, is doing a film right now in Saratoga, and the local media has been having a lot of stories about that. You know, it brings excitement, it brings jobs and uh, mm-hmm. more and more of that is happening in our region, and, and we want to be part of that with this film festival. That's good. Um, do you think a lot of people, a lot of film people are involved in film, are moving up here from New York City because it's not as expensive? Yeah, we're finding that, you know, I've, I've been writing a couple stories uh, related to that uh, with remote working and it seems like a lot of companies are not going to require their employees to go back into an office. So if you can work remotely, you can easily, you know, um, have a a job that, that is supposedly in New York City, but now it's really virtual. So we are finding people that are moving to this area, you know, cost of living, particularly rents is, is far, far lower than the New York City metro area. So that's definitely mm-hmm. happening. And there are mm-hmm. film people you know, can can move around. I know people here that go regularly down to New York City to work in the film and the TV industry. Even you know, TV has actually grown exponentially. There's there's far more work right now in, in TV series than there is in the film industry. Um, but uh, yeah, people can easily go back and forth. I mean, the train keeps getting faster and more efficient. You, you can get from. Right. Albany Rensselaer Station to Penn Station in about two hours and forty-five minutes now, considerably less than used to be over three hours. So right. that's convenient. Yeah. So you said that TV is a uh, coming thing in this area. Um, more in New York City, but you know, when you look at all the streaming services and all the new content. You know, it started with just Netflix, and, and before that, it was really the film studios, Paramount and Metro Goldwyn Mayer, and, and uh, you know, the major studios. But now you have Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and and Peacock. You know, NBC. So all the networks are trying to do streaming services, and, and there seems to be new ones popping up every few months. And, and each one of those, not only you know, puts past shows and, and syndication and things, but it also creates new series and, and new TV uh, content. So 
Yeah, I I do know people that are working regularly and very happy with the amount of work in TV production. Um, so it's a, it's a different storytelling way too. I think a lot of uh, directors and and people think of it as really like an extended movie. You know, movies are getting shorter and shorter. You look at a lot of run times of movies, they're about an hour, 30 minutes, hour, 40 minutes. You know, they used to mm-hmm. be two, two and a half hours. But now, right. you know, um, TV shows can be 20 hours or 30 hours or 40 hours, you know, to tell a long, mm-hmm. in-depth, multi-layered story. So it's attractive to screenwriters, to producers, to directors, and, and a lot of it is shifting to uh, to TV series. I I had uh, gone down to Madison to see um, a movie a while ago, and now the um, Spectrum has opened. Uh, right. Do you think that? Do you think that? You know that will never go away. Do you think people will always want to go to an in, indoor theater to see a movie? I hope so. You know, I think it was a challenge even before the pandemic, and then that that took even more away. And, and you know, my wife and I just went to see a movie together. Together is a beautiful, uh, sweet movie, um, and uh, we we like going to the movies. I know, I know you like going to the movies in a movie theater. You know, it's very convenient to sit at home and look at it either on a computer or a TV or whatever, but it's a different experience, and that's what, the Albany Film Festival was really about this community, you know, a communal event. We've done a hundred virtual events on Zoom this year with authors, but I really hope and and our intent is to get back to in-person events in the fall. I know you've come to a lot of those. You know, you meet your Mm -hmm. friends there. You talk about what the author said. Maybe you go get a book signed. You have a little conversation with the author it's a social communal thing, and that that's it's not possible on Zoom. I mean, and some people tell me that Zoom is much better for them if they're they might be um, they don't like to drive at night because they're getting up in years, or maybe they have physical mm-hmm. limitations. Maybe they don't have a car. So I think you know there's there's plus sides to being virtual, and we'll try to keep some of those. But I. Mm-hmm. I really see the benefit of in-person, and I think a lot of people do. So, yeah, I hope movie theaters will continue to go strong. I don't think, you know, I don't think they're going to be completely replaced, um, but I think it's going to be a challenge uh, with more streaming services coming in and people just getting used to just sitting at home. But then, you know, everything goes in cycles. I think people will then get tired of just sitting at home and want to be back in a movie theater. So I think it'll be a little bit of both. Whose idea was it to create a film festival? It was my idea, really, with our team. We have a a wonderful team, a small team of of a handful of people. And, you know, I I came into this job, the director of the Writers Institute, uh, four years ago, and we created this book festival. Now we've created this film festival, and and we're doing all kinds of new partnerships. You know, we, we like to partner with many departments and, and organizations, both across our university and across uh, the capital region and beyond. We're, we're partnering and doing some events in New York City, and uh, it's exciting. I think we have the kind of flexibility and, uh, you know, we have uh, recognition. We've been going since 1984, 
and we've got a good track record, so people like to partner with us, and we'll do more and more of that. I know you work closely with Bill Kennedy. How is he doing these days? He's doing great. He came to our film festival to the opening night of the Outdoor Projection Mapping Show. I talk with him all the time. He's involved in, in our decisions. You know, he created the Writers Institute with, with some of the money he got with his MacArthur Genius Grant. He's 93 years old, but going strong, writing every day, and uh, working on a lot of projects. So it's it's just great to have him as kind of our guiding spirit of the Writers Institute. I know when, when we we spoke, you know, um, you said that his wife is, is – is failing. How is she doing? She's she's struggling, you know. I mean, but they are inseparable. It's a beautiful love story. She's she's got memory issues, and and um, but uh, incredible couple. And uh, I'm I go out to their house regularly. I mean, before we were all vaccinated, we would sit outside, uh, but now we're all vaccinated and can go inside. And you know, she never leaves his side. And it's a it's mm-hmm. a beautiful love story. They've been married for six over sixty years, and um, you know it's just it's great. And uh, so she's 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 got you know struggles, um, but they're they're going they're going strong. You know that would be a great book for you to to do, uh, document William Kennedy and his wife's you know sixty plus years together. You did a great job with the rest of this morning. Why not, why not Bill Kennedy? <laughs> yeah, who knows? I've got my hands full with my projects right now, but sooner or later I'll, I'll finish them. And, and uh, it, it's been an honor and a privilege for me to be close to, uh, to their family. I'm close to their three kids and their many grandkids. And, and uh, he was the very first person I met. When I came to Albany in 1981 for graduate school, the English department at U Albany, and here we are, still working together. And I'm honored to be the third director of the Writers Institute in its 36-year history. And um, you know, it's it's really come full circle for me, which I'm I'm very happy. Uh, and he's always been a mentor, and he he's one of the great writers of his generation. I mean, people will be studying. Ironweed and the Albany cycle of novels for decades mm-hmm. and centuries to come. Mm-hmm. And that was a great movie. Yeah, exactly. So we reference that. So we'll eventually um, build kind of a special part of our website and YouTube channel to show this projection mapping. But this was unbelievable for the people who saw it and for people who don't will be able to see a little bit of it. Uh, online, you won't get the same experience. So this was the entire side of our science library. I know you've been to campus and know that building. It's 195 feet wide, 50 feet high, and that was the movie screen. We had six 40,000 lumen projectors, really powerful projectors, projecting this 3D animated story, and it told the literary history and the film history. So you have all these interesting animated of, of Toni Morrison and Herman Melville and William Kenny, but then you have all the movies, Ironweed, Scent of a Woman, Time Machine, Sea Biscuit, other guys, mm-hmm. Place Beyond the Pine, Salt, on and on, all of these great films that were filmed in our region. And it was really meant as, as a celebration and a point of pride. And, and the person that, that 
that partnered with us and said, we've got to do it and, and, you know, wrote a big check as a major donor to make it happen because this is expensive technology was Chet and Karen Opalka, two of the great, you know, philanthropists, art patrons. So he and his wife had seen this in France and they came back all excited because it's dazzling. I mean, you watch it, things spin around, break apart, come back together you know, it, it's it's really fantastic. And anyway, he saw it and said, why can't we do it in Albany? I told him I had uh-huh. this idea for a film festival. He said, perfect. So we uh, we started, you know, we went to Boston to, to talk to a company. We went to Binghamton, and it turned out our company was in our own backyard. Magic Wig Productions did the whole production. Very sophisticated, very... Um, amazing computer and animation technology. And they're right here in uh, Gilderland and Colony. So sometimes, you know, there's great talent. And that's what, what Channel Palco really wanted to instill with this. Like, let's be proud of where we've been, where we are now, and, and what we can become. Instead of people often look back down on this area, you know, that small beneath kind of put down right. as you've heard before. And that, that's, that's really um, a misnomer, and, and if people have that attitude, it's it's their own fault because there's so much going on in this region. I mean, we've we've produced some of the world's great writers, we've had some of the major films filmed here, and we've got this community of young, talented um, filmmakers who may be the next Martin Scorsese or Jordan Peele or Darnell Martin, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what this this uh, projection mapping show called Passages. That was the whole theme and feel of it, and, and people really enjoyed it. Again, they stood out there with their umbrellas and the rain and the high winds, and they watched this this movie unfold on this giant building at the University of Albany campus, and it was spectacular. Wow! So you're happy with the maiden showing, then, correct? Absolutely, yeah. It's always a challenge to get the first one launched and off the ground. And like I said, it was delayed a year. There were other challenges. We had to create this hybrid, virtual, in-person. But we were very happy with the way the first one came up. We got a great response. We also had wonderful sponsors. When you go to albanyfilmfestival.org, you'll see all the people that, that helped with financial support because we were able to present this free. I mean, that's... It's unheard of. I don't know any other film festival that's free. You know, you go to anyone around here, Woodstock, I go to the uh, Lake Placid Film Festival, they charge for all their events. We got sponsors huh? and, and financial donors so people could come for free, which which we want to continue. Are there any other universities anywhere in the country that has attempted to do what you've done? First you did it with writers and now you're doing it with film is there any other universities that have film no, festivals that you know of we're, we're unique i mean the writers institute was created you know bill kennedy's idea and it was put into legislation mario cuomo signed it um you know we're unique in that uh we're officially you know created chartered sanctioned by the state legislature and the governor. They didn't fund us, which was a challenge. Luckily, the University of Albany 
helps fund us and sees the, the value. We also do a lot of fundraising. But yeah, we are unique in the country. We also present a New York State author, New York State poet every two years, which you saw at the book festival two years ago, Colson Whitehead and Alicia Ostriker. Um, and uh, so our mission and, and what we do in terms of a, a college or university campus is unique. So we have year-long programming. We now have a major fall book festival for the Capital Region community, and now we're going to have the spring annual film festival for the Capital Region community. That is unique, and we're really proud of that. So like like the right of the um for the writers you know you're looking right. for feedback for the, for, from the community are you doing the same thing with the filmmakers are you open to suggestions for for uh, next year okay so how would they get in contact with you so the the website albanyfilmfestival.org it connects right to our nyswritersinstitute.org film festival. You can write to us there. We, we heard a lot of, um, you know, comments from, we had groups like YouthFX in Albany involved in this. Balance Suchak mm-hmm. did a great interview with Sam Pollard for the film festival. You know, we had Micah Kahn, uh, also uh, part of a, um, a workshop. You know, so we, we do know the local filmmaking community. They've been involved. Um, we do get a lot of people that send in ideas, both for writers, for films. What we really wanted the film festival and what we think our niche is, is storytelling in film. You know, so we had a lot about screenwriting, about, you know, film criticism. That's just like movie theaters. Is film criticism going to go away? I mean, is it only going to be Rotten Tomatoes or will there still be room for, film criticism you know as newspapers have declined there's fewer book reviews there's fewer film reviews there's fewer mm-hmm. articles about culture and arts so these are all you know questions but we do focus on you know writing and film and uh, we think that's uh, right in our wheelhouse and we think that's also a great connection connecting a film festival with the writers institute and we've always had I mean, I know you've come, we have, we show free films, classic films on Friday nights at Palace, or sorry, Page right. Hall, downtown campus. And we right. sometimes bring in the filmmaker to have a Q&A with the audience. So we've always, mm-hmm. we've always had an interest in film and, and particularly those who write for films. So that's what the, this film festival will kind of build upon. And you still write for the Times Union, right? I do. I do a weekly column for them, which is which is nice. It's a way of, you know, meeting new people, telling new stories. Um, I'm always out in the community, and people email me many times a day on on all topics. You know, on on Writers Institute topics, on things that I might write for the Times Union, on ideas mm-hmm. for future books. So. I'm I'm happy to be in the thick of things, and I have more ideas and more stories than I can possibly get to, which is a good thing. I never dry or never run out of ideas and stories, but um, we urge everyone to, to go to our website. So the film festival, you know, where things are archived, where you can see everyone who's here, you can watch uh, our YouTube uh, videos of all the programming, that's albanyfilmfestival.org. And then we keep a daily 
offering like a, a poetry Friday we do with selections from local poets and others. We do interviews with authors. We do conversations between authors. So every day we put that on our website called The Conversation, and that's nyswritersinstitute.org. So if you just Google Writers Institute and Google Albany Film Festival, you'll get there too. So we're doing a lot. You know, we have a really dedicated small team, and we love to partner and collaborate with a lot of organizations, which also helps us, um, you know, grow and expand. That, that's great, Paul. I always enjoy talking with you. You've been listening to Paul Grundle. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Paul. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thanks, Cynthia.